Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we start off by talking at football. And no, not more of uh, Franz Beckenbauer's, um, you know, nocturnal activities um, and phone number stories. We're going to talk um, the All Whites. Uh, because I've got a huge year ahead of them. And their uh, path to the year is a little bit clearer. Announcement a couple of days ago, I think it was, that the All Whites will kick off a big 2024 by taking part in a four-team tournament alongside Croatia, Egypt, Tunisia this March. The tournament called the W Cup will take place in the UAE from March 22nd. To discuss uh, not only this, but the year ahead, Darren Basley, the head coach of the All Whites, really kind enough to join us. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you keeping? Uh, good morning, Daniel. How are you? Oh, I'm great, mate. I'm great. Take me back to Darren Basley's youth, Northampton born, of course, in the garden. Were you Franz Beckenbauer or Bobby Moore? Uh, you know, you're a fine defender <laughs> in your own right. Every, uh, every defender had old. dreams of being Franz Beckenbauer, <laughs> Beckenbauer didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I, I was more one of the attacking players, right? Like Zico and um, that, them yes. players. Ken, Kenny Dalglish, he was my man. Brilliant. What names. One thing I know for certain, when you pick an all-time 11 in football, football fans debate at nauseam who I'm going to play in midfield, who I'm going to play up top, right? So how do I cram Zico in alongside Messi, Palais, Maradona? Every team has Beckenbauer in it, though, right? Every team had yeah, Beckenbauer. Yeah, he's an amazing player. Yeah, amazing yeah. player. Um, it's so hard to judge the different... Um, the different years of players, you know, the games change so much, but yeah, some great players. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, said uh, loss for football as a gallo prior to that. Uh, of course, it's um, yeah, some of the true greats um, have left us. All right, let's uh, get to the here and now. Just, just how exciting is it for you, Darren, to see, firstly, the confirmation of these games in March against truly high caliber opponents. Yeah, this is really exciting. You know, these are some top, top teams. Um, it's an exciting start for the year for us. You know, good announcement, get these games in. Um, like I say, we're excited to be taking part of this. Uh, we were invited to, to come into the group and they've advertised it as, you know, some of the best teams in the world, which is which is awesome to be involved in. And when you look through the, the teams and some of the players involved, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, but a really, really tough challenge for us. Might sound like a foolish question, but it falls in a FIFA window, right? I, I, I don't have all of the FIFA dates. So while I am asking yep. this on behalf of the audience, everyone is going to be available for it, both both yep. at the All Whites level, Croatia, yeah. Egypt, Tunisia, because there's some pretty damn big names in those teams. There is, yeah. It's inside the window. So, um, yeah, all, all the players should be there. How important could this 
you know, little set of games be for you in what is a very big year? Well, I think it's just another stepping stone for us. We've we've picked some tough challenges, um, you know, in the past year and, and then starting this year as well. And we've decided that we, we want to play the best opposition that we can, um, you know, more regularly to test ourselves and really to give ourselves a chance to... Um, to try to up our levels so that when we get to that World Cup, you know, we've got a big year ahead with the World Cup qualifiers starting, but we're, you know, we're determined that we're going to get to the World Cup. And when we get there, these are the teams that we're going to be playing against, this, like, this type of level. So the more opportunity we get for our players and our team to, to come up against these, you know, I think that just the quicker we're going to develop into the team that we're going to be. Draw has yet to be made. Am I correct in thinking that? That's right. Yep, yep. That should be pretty soon. Right, so for, for the, the uninitiated, there's four teams at this little tournament, uh, essentially a semi-final final, right? Um, you'll play one team. If you're good enough, you'll play the winner of the other one. But there will be an opportunity for a second game, a, a quasi sort of third and fourth playoff. Hopefully I've articulated that well enough. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it sort of replicates the first sort of couple of rounds of, of a World Cup in regards to you, you play a game and then play again three days later. Um, but this this is um, it's good because it's a competitive edge. You know there is a trophy, there is a, a tournament, and if you win the game, you get to play in the final. Um, you get an extra day's rest actually if you win the first game. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's a great opportunity to not just play against good opposition. Um, you know at a pretty high level worldwide football, um, but to replicate sort of com- competition, which we don't get that often. You know we play a lot of friendlies. Uh, although we don't really call them friendlies anymore, but you know, we get to play a lot of non-competition games. Um, so having a, a sort of modified tournament is is great for us. It, they're never really friendlies from your perspective. You know, I, I see it with the effort that your players play. But on the other side, you don't always get the, the stronger lineups there. You know, you know, Ireland, for example, in the midst of, you know, quite an in, interesting sort of period in their footballing scene with... You know, Nations League qualification. Yeah, is that an, a bit of an annoyance to you when you do get these big friendlies that you can't you can't always guarantee the best possible test? Yeah, it's difficult because you know we do a lot of analysis on opposition and and you know you you try and predict who's who's going to be playing and how to play against each player and, and each team and uh, you're never quite sure what team they're going to put in and. I think that's the the advantage potentially a lot of the other nations around the world have. They play in more competitive games. You know, they have more um, competitions in Europe now. There's Nations Cup, but you know, in Asia, the Asian Cup, and, uh, and, and there's just more qualifying games for for these countries into different tournaments. So you know, we we don't get that many, obviously, in the part of the world we are in, uh, which makes it difficult for us. We have to travel a lot. You know, which also is a challenge traveling and playing away from home most of the time is difficult because it's hard to get teams to come to New Zealand. Um, so I think there's just so much opportunity for for other nations, you know, that that are in a, a different area. Uh, Darren Basley, the All Whites here, head coach with us here on SENZ. Do you have a preference? Do you have a preference who you'd like to play? <laughs> well, being a Liverpool fan, you know, I think it'd be great to come up yeah. against Egypt and, uh, and and see Salah up close. You know, you see some player, but, you know, obviously Croatia are a very, very good team, you know, done really well at World Cups. They're a, they're a competition team, so again, with some top players. So, you know, all, all three of these teams are pretty highly ranked and highly ranked for a good reason. 
Uh, be interested in Egypt and Tunisia. I've got the, you know, the African Nations Cup coming up, um, so we'll be able to see how they go within that. And both of them are pretty highly, highly ranked for that. Um, so again, they've got a lot of competition games coming up in the next sort of month. Um, so. Yeah, I'm with you. My dream scenario to see you play Egypt, Mo Salah running down the wing. Uh, you get that extra day of rest after you beat them and take on finally a tired Croatia. Yeah. I'll have to get tired eventually. Yeah, I, I, I know it's a, it's a running joke <laughs> around the footballing world, but they will get tired eventually, Croatia. They have to. Yeah. There you go. You've got it planned. You've got it all set up. <laughs> right. You, you took over interim on an interim basis, I think back in March 2023, I think from memory, uh, now firmly entrenched. How much have you learned about the challenges of the role in that time since taking over? Uh, I mean, loads, yeah. I mean, I've been involved with the All Whites for you know nearly the last 10 years now um, as an assistant coach. Uh, but, yeah, taking, taking over as the, as the coach has been a good transition. We've got really good staff that are, you know, really good at their jobs. And we've got a great set of lads. You know, we've got a really good, young, um, talented group of players you know, and, and to be fair, they make, make my job quite easy. Obviously, the toughest part is, is getting these results. You know, we've been close a few times where, you know, we took uh, Republic of Ireland in our last game and we probably should have beaten them. We took them to a draw and DR Congo with a draw and Qatar, we were winning until obviously that that stuff happened. Um, but we kicked the year off with uh, a win and a draw against China who were ranked in the 80s, you know, and... Our ranking's probably a little bit false. We feel it's a bit false, as in 100, just over 100, because uh, mostly that is due to us not playing enough games and, and not playing enough competition games. The way they give out ranking points is, is based on what type of competition you're playing. So, you know, us playing friendlies all the time, you know, they don't get a lot of points. And, and because we've really been picking some tough opposition, higher ranked opposition, you know, results haven't haven't come that easy. So picking up ranking points is difficult. But we do feel like that our ranking is, is slightly false. Um, and, you know, maybe that gives us a chance against teams where they don't take us too seriously. But... We're going to be a very good team. We've got a good set of players. Um, majority of them are very young that have come through the age groups together and they're going to be together for the next 10 years. So, yeah, we're going to be a very good team. Yeah, I think the calibre of opposition over the last year has certainly gone up. Um, uh, got outside Oceania, played some good sides. You know, Sweden was in there, Australia, Greece, Ireland with the two sides on your most recent trip. Um, really positive result against Ireland, especially that the way you sort of responded in that game, I thought. But I do hear this, Darren, a lot from the New Zealand football community. There's a lot of talent. You know, it's a, it's a really good generation. So what are the biggest obstacles that you need to overcome to see them reach their potential here? Because I think, yeah, I think the you, impatience you, is starting to sort of reveal itself amongst the fan base, which I'm sure you've de detected too. Yeah, for sure. You know, we want to win games. The players are determined, players and staff. We all we all know and we all want to uh, win games. So I think when you look through all the games, if, even if you go back to Sweden, who are obviously a very, very good team, you know, we had moments within that game and every other game where we've competed very well and, and played some really good football. Um, but we weren't able to do that consistently for 90 minutes. So the challenge now is, yeah. is you know, and even Ireland, where, you know, it's potentially our strongest performance of the year, you know, there was sort of 20, 25 minutes in the first half where Ireland was a better team. Uh, and then we sort of came through that. Obviously, we conceded a goal, but we came through that spell and had 10 minutes before half time. And in the whole of the second half, I felt like we were the better team. So it's just, can we now do that for 90 minutes and actually turn our 
performances and reward some of our play with goals and, and wins. That's the yeah. next challenge for us. And mm. Right now, it's not. You know, We all want to win, but they're not qualifiers. Um, we need to win when we need to win because we need to go to the World Cup, and then that will be our biggest challenge when we get there. I'm going to hazard a guess. The next question you've been asked a lot, why can't we score regularly? <laughs> well, I think... I think the reality is we're coming up against some really good players in the world and teams in the world and scoring goals is the hardest thing. Um, I think I'd be more worried if we weren't creating chances. And I think the reality is we've got a young team, even though we've got you know, dotted around a couple of the older players that are getting there. You know, we're, we're gradually moving forward with the style of play. The culture's great. Um, and we feel like we're, putting in some good building blocks and this is the players as well ready to perform in those big games you know when as they come around over the next two years so i think i think we've got to keep making sure that our performances are right you know if we keep putting things in the right areas and doing the right things you know the goal scoring opportunities will come and then we need moments we need players to have these moments where they they take that opportunity and and put the ball in the back of the net and we start to score goals more regularly yeah, it's not something, and, yep. and the difficult thing is the more you sort of talk about it, the bigger aspect yeah, it becomes yeah, yeah, for the players. So, so it's not something you sort of go out into a game saying, oh, we need to score a goal. You know, the players know that. The players know we need to score goals. They know we need to start winning, um, and they're doing everything they can to, to do that. Well, of course, you have Chris Wood leading the line. Uh, we hope for, for many, many more years to come. I, I've sort of been labouring this point over the last few months. I don't think New Zealand appreciates just how good this guy is and what a wonderful servant he has been to New Zealand football. But, you know, just as a footballer, how impressive he is. 62 goals in the EPL uh, now in his career, you know, alongside the likes of Beckham. Like, hello. Do, do you think he's underappreciated? No, I think people appreciate him. I think everyone knows how good he is. But he's so, he's so down to earth as well that, you know, yeah. that he, he's a Kiwi. You know, and he comes back and he's got no ego. You know, he's, he's to everybody here and everybody in the squad is just woodsy, you know, and, we, and sometimes it's, 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 well, it's great to see him playing in the Premier League and scoring goals and, and everything, but he's, he's the most passionate Kiwi, you know, he comes for every window, you know, when he's obviously fit, you know, he's never not turned up for a game, um, you know, he, he's, he's the most passionate player in the squad for playing for New Zealand, you know, he, he just wants to do as good as he can every time, and and I feel like we've got to really try and help get the best out of him when he plays for us. Obviously, yeah. you know, he's, when he plays in the Premier League, he's surrounded by Premier League players. You know, and whilst we're saying we've got some really good, talented players, you know, we haven't got many players that are playing in the Premier League. So some of the service he gets in, in his club team is, is pretty good. Um, we've got to start matching that and we've got to start giving him the service where he can start scoring more goals for us. Uh, Daryl, get you out on this. Beyond March, walk us through the path to the World Cup qualifiers because the World Cup is obviously the ultimate goal uh, and you don't want to take your eye off that and, and still pay respect to, yeah. to all the teams in Oceania. So beyond March, what happens to make sure you're as sharp as you possibly can be? Yeah, so we've got a, a window in June. So we'll play in March, then we've got a window in June, then we move on to the Olympics. Uh, obviously, we've got the Paris Olympics in July, July, August. So we're moving towards that. We'll obviously, we've got a pretty young team. Some of them now uh, capped at the all-whites level. So that Olympics team will have 
probably a good 10, 10 players capped at all whites level. Plus, we'll be able to bring in three overage players. So we'll look at the the Paris Olympics as a shadow all white squad. So that'll be another right. stepping stone and another opportunity to play against pretty high opposition there. Um, and then we'll have a window in September, which we've got a couple of opportunities not locked in yet, which against against really big teams again. Uh, and then it, and then it really starts October, November. Uh, the World Cup qualifying games start. Um, against Oceania in position. And they're yet to be decided where they're going to be played or who we play against. So that'll get confirmed probably in the next sort of three months um, and, and there'll be a draw to see who we're playing. But yeah, the big games are October, November, the start of World Cup qualifying and then move around to 2025. It'll be March where actually the finals are right. in place. So come March next year, we'll we'll know where we're going. Well, Darren, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for dropping by. I did lie, though. I do have one last question. Uh, who, who are the now three senior players you want for the Olympics, and who are they? <laughs> well, again, we've got some really good options. I think what we need to do is, is go to our, our younger players, our under-23 squad, yeah. um, check check positionally that we're, we're, where we're strong and you know, where there's potentially gaps, and then fill in. But, you know, when you look at Woodsy, you know, Woods, he's, uh, he wants, he, he's out there and he said he wants to come to, uh, to the Olympics. Well, he wants to do the World Cup and the Olympics. He wants to play every game for New Zealand, Woodsy. So he's, you know, he's one that could be a great leader. And then there's lots of other players that are available for us. You know, when you look at, uh, obviously, we'll have Stamanich and Garbett and Ben Wayne that are pretty yes. um, senior all-whites now. Uh, some boats are the first couple. You know, but then adding players, potentially Libby, Sarpri, you know, Joe Bell, Bill, Boxy, Tim Payne, Callum, Eli, you know, adding adding some of those players to the group would be um, a real bonus. Darren, thank you again. Really do appreciate your time. Go well, my friend. Uh, I hope uh, it is Very a good. richly successful year for you. Yeah, let's hope so. Thanks, Daniel. My pleasure. Darren Basley uh, joining us there. Uh, lots of topics to discuss. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we do appreciate his uh, chat and uh, his uh, time with us. 22 minutes after 8 o'clock. So Chris Woods and two others. Uh, that's what I took out of that, uh, right, Logan? You start with Chris Woods. How about the guy's got more EPL goals than Gianfranco Zola, David Silva. He's tied with Robert Perez, Stan Collymore, David Beckham. Incredible. I think I I don't think I disagree with Darren. I don't think he gets as much appreciation, and and why I all those things he articulated Darren beautifully. How much passion and desire he has to, to play for New Zealand to come back at all at every opportunity. Uh, it's a real testament to him. Long may continue.